What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Wow, awesome episode with Nick Kelly of Elite Home Renovations. This guy's one of my very good friends. He is someone that brings energy. You're going to feel it in this podcast. He is someone that doesn't take no for an answer. He's someone that pursues uh, his mission, his vision, and he is on Honestly, like just like a blazing path of glory is what it feels like talking to this guy. I wanted to bring him on because I know um, there's a lot of you out there that were just like Nick. I mean, if anyone was one of those individuals who just came out of starting, uh, came out of um, working for somebody, started his business and figured it out on his own, you know, aside from, you know, reaching out and utilizing resources, uh, it's Nick. And he's such an awesome success story. Um, great guy you know, all around character, family, values. Uh, so you're going to get a lot out of this one. This is probably one of my favorite interviews uh, up uh, up until this point. So you're going to love it. Check it out. Uh, you can reach Nick. Uh, he gives you his Instagram handle at the end of the episode. So I hope you love it. We'll dive in right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. We're on the Facebook group. Here we are. Love it. We're live, man. All right, cool. So I'm going to do my intro thing and then we'll kick it off, bro. So what's up, everyone? I'm here with my good buddy, Nick Kelly, uh, Elite Paint Home Renovations. This guy brings so much energy to the industry. I'm already energized. I was listening to some good music getting ready for you today because we can't be on a low frequency here. We got to talk business. And the reason I invited Nick here is because... I don't know. He's crushing it. So I just want to get some feedback, help me in my business and help you in yours. <laughs> so, uh, man, Nick, tell us your story, man. I want to hear it, man. Tell me what has, what the progression has been like in the last two years for you. Um, that's what I really am interested in. Cause there's been a major shift, I think, dude, from when I first yes. met you to now, like you're, you've expanded a lot. So what's that yes. shift been like, bro? So, um, so a little background. So I used to be a union painter, uh, painting for the union for years. Right. Uh, and then I did a lot of side work um, when I was working for the union. So I was usually working after work, doing one or two jobs every week, um, you know, doing the sales, doing everything myself. Um, and then about two years ago, I decided to, you know, try and do it my, uh, my own way, right? Picked up a couple guys, um, started working alongside them. And then um, the big, I would say, differentiating uh, factor of everything was I went to the PCA and a lot of the things that I thought could basically happen, you know what I mean, for painters and, and how I thought my company, what I wanted my company to be. Um, I seen a whole bunch of people doing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so basically I came back and, you know, because I was actually like running a job, you know right. what I mean? What they always wow. say, running you a own, job. You're owning a job. You're owning own. a job. Yes. Yes. I owned a yeah. job, man. You know, so my big thing was once I realized um, what everyone was, else was doing to actually run a business is right. um really when i knuckled down and um some of the big shifts is what i you know i started hiring people i got off of actually painting um i started training um nick was one of the guys that i met um at the pca and his whole four-day work week where he trains and he kind of builds from within 
was something that I was super interested in. So I started bringing guys on, training them um, to do a lot of the things that I did. I tried building dummy proof systems, um, finding products that were easy to spray, um, you know, easy, um, you know, figuring out exactly what PSI wanted them to spray certain products with and stuff like that. And I uh, just started, you know, person by person by person building a company. Um, and I think our first year we did about 400 grand. Um, and then this year we're looking at about 750,000, um, that we're going to do. Um, I have a secretary now, a shop, I have, um, eight employees. Um, I'm still doing sales as of right now, but I built a sales process and I'm in the process of training, um, a guy to take that as well. Um, my biggest thing though, that I, if I can give anybody pointers was I always looked like I was a big guy, right? I had my trucks wrapped right away. Yeah. I had, you know, North Face, Carhartt, all that kind of stuff. All my guys were wearing the same swag. I bought everyone boots. Um, I had vans <laughs> I love that, it. yeah, everything. So I had vans wrapped, everything. So when I was coming up there, even though I was a smaller company, um, and I, cause I, I started giving prices like I was a bigger company. I didn't start kind of inching my way up there. I was like, hey, I know what I'm worth. I know what value we bring. Um, and I started charging um, what everybody else was, but because I looked the part, a lot of people trusted yeah. me and yeah. uh big thing was reviews. I started getting reviews, like really going hard on reviews after the PCA and I'm at 98 five-star reviews. Nice. Um, two more. Two more for that Everyone hundred, baby. Stop right now. Get on Google. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, but listen, man, I want to kind of scale back because there was a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. and I knew that was a great, great upcome, like, the come up, right? I mean, we met right. at PCA. Um, I mean, you were like a sponge. You were dialed in, bro. You were buzzing around yeah. the place like uh like you were on a mission, dude. And yeah. and and it shows and it was I was interested because when I saw you, I'm like, that guy's gonna do something this year. You know, it was really easy to yeah. see. And you're doing it, man. I think it was cool. One thing that stood out is that you invest in your team. You brought uh your project manager to the expo. Um, yeah. when many people may not do that maybe they're concerned that the project manager would pick up information and start their own thing that's a thought that people have not your 100%. leadership style bro not your yeah. leadership style and it shows so kind of just unpacking like a few things that you said that's really good that i want to hit on number one was how you dialed into the research right i think there was a you put out a picture of you with a screwdriver and the yeah, uh man. and the cabinet door and you were just yeah. like i think you're the type of person that just gets fascinated and then you dial in and you say, I can do that. And I'm going to do it. Like your confidence level is through the roof. Where's that come from? Um, I just, uh, you know, from my background, you know, I've been at the bottom, you know what I mean? Like legitimately, you know what I mean? I went from having nothing to, you know, grabbing onto painting and, and it being something that I could do. And, uh, I just have always been like that sports, everything like that. Um, and I just really don't have the like um, limiting beliefs. I really honestly believe that I can have as big of a company as I want, as long as yeah. I'm willing to put in the work. And yeah. my big thing is I never think I know more than anybody. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I know, I think I know a lot, like don't get me wrong, but I'm never talking to somebody and not thinking that I can learn from them. And I'm a big on trying things and it might fail and trying things and fail and trying things until it works. And I don't like wait six months to do the next thing. Like, no, I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Next, 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 yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So get that's to the, one thing get I'm big to the, on. Get to the money quicker. You know, what's cool about, you know, that mindset is it's turned out to be pretty good, you know, for you. You have another shop, right? Yes. You, you've, yes. you've mastered. Camera. I'm in it right now. I'm in it right now. He's in now. the new shop. Let's get a glance. Can you do a spin? 
Yeah, a little, little, little spin here. I got okay. a couple deaths. Nice. I'm getting nice. there. Uh, I got the crew. So we, I give the uh, the whole company the week off for Thanksgiving and the week off for Christmas. So nice. we're actually having a little party. We're going to put some uh, some carpet down in here, do some paint and stuff, put nice. some new ceiling tiles in. So just give them a little, little easy yeah. day, get them out of there early, man. Great, man. I love the culture you're building and, and it speaks volumes to the quality and I'm sure your, your reputation, but you know, dialing back in, man, you weren't even doing cabinets and PCA expo time. No, right? no. Wow. So that, this is another crazy thing, See? right? So yeah, I got so, the insight, man. This yeah, is you did. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, so the first cabinet job we ever did, right? I went on YouTube. I have, I mean, obviously I've sprayed a bunch and done stuff like that, but I know that cabinets is a little bit different than spraying just regular trim, right? So I really dove in and did research. I actually took, um, we did 17 different products. Um, we tested and scratch tested and dipped them in water and um, 17 different a, products. 17 different products wow. all together until I found one. Yeah, well, I wanted to, I wanted to separate myself from everybody else, right? right. So um, I I just found something that worked that I thought was easily um, that I could easily train someone to do that was still a stellar product for everybody to use. And, um, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, because I really well, take me through really, that. Don't, die, don't go away from there. 17 got it, got products. It. I won't leave that. <laughs> yeah. So I've tried wall paint. So like, you know, everybody was trying the scuff X's. Yep. Um, they were trying, you just like um, wanted to see for yourself, right? You weren't taking any, you're just like, I'm going to go no, through the process. No, I was like, I'm going to spray it myself. I'm going to do, you know, how I, yeah. how, you know, different kind of, you know, systems. Cause we tried sticks primer. That yeah. wasn't it. Right. Um, we tried a lot like oil bases. They were great. Didn't like how they sanded, still left a little bit of a texture. So um, what we finally dialed in that we like is uh, we use Renner products. Um, we love them. We've used Molesi as well. They're great products as well. But just for me, I just like the Renner a little bit better. But um, the biggest thing is, is that uh, the durability, um, the, you know, hand oils, it's just, it's just the A1 product. And it's easy for me to sell to my customers. Um, because we try to label ourselves more of like a customer service business that is great at what we do. You know what I mean? That's right. what we try to present ourselves as. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're going into the house, are you bringing that cabinet door in? Oh, absolutely. Every time. I got three different samples. I got a maple <laughs> one, an oak one, nice. and a, a pine as well. And what do they do when they get that cabinet door? They take it from you and they like, you know, they touch it. They, you know. Well, yeah, they. I touch it. So I bring a microfiber rag in there. I let them go to town on it with oh. you know, soap and water. Plus, wow. I have a. Uh, it's a double-headed quarter that I keep in my pocket, okay? And uh, basically, I bust it out and I say, go to town at it. You know this what I mean? This guy's the greatest showman in the painting yes. business. <laughs> yeah, I try, man. I try. So I say, go to town on it. And then every week, what we do with those sample doors is at the end of the week, we refinish them. Wow. Yep. This guy wants to be great. Yes. Wow. You refinish the sample doors. You know how many people... Do the sample doors once, never their sample doors have dings and tents. Nope. <laughs> I no, love no. it, man. Good for you. Yes. So yes. so you actually uh so so you kind of create. I'm all about an experience too. I mean, that's memorable. I mean, right. Come on, who's the who's the guy coming after you after that? Right. Yeah. So I, you know, of course, you know that I like to teach on that. Like the experience is so important and the value. So you go in, you come to my house, you give me a cabinet refinishing quote let me ask you a question because in this industry i'm hearing a lot of the noise about um and i'm gonna i i know kind of what your answer is but i really want to hear it from you right gotcha how hard do you pre-qualify over the phone or do you let your 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 sales process do the talking do you bet no i pre-qualify so my uh we, uh shout out to pathfinder uh they laid us uh, some framework i'm actually in their new program 
Um, and they left the, like, you know, I had a, some appointment cause I have some sales background as well. So I uh, obviously had a nice little appointment setting. Right. Um, but, uh, Pathfinder helped us dial in that in even better. Um, shout out to Eric. Um, and we do pre-qualify like I'll be real with you. You know, I, you know, I hear 10% turn down, right. To a lot of people, but when you're the higher, you know, the highest cost or the higher cost, you have to do a little bit more pre-qualifying for that. Um, because I don't really want to waste my time, you know, because the problem with cabinet refinishing is that, you know, some people are going in there willing to do a cabinet refinishing job for 2,500 bucks with trim paint. Right. Um, so you have to be able to explain to these people why that's a maintenance coating and that's not an actual refinish, you know? Nice. So yeah, it'll look good when they leave. Right. Nice. But how, how long is that going to hold up? If I pay someone 2,500 bucks and by the end of the year, I got to touch it up. Uh, I'm not going to be too happy with that investment. No, you know not, what at I mean? all. not at all. I love it, man. I think, you know, that speaks volumes to just kind of like, you know, setting the standard, um, you know, in terms of your pre-qualification, like, what does that sound like, man? If I called you and I said, you know, Hey, I'd like to get my cabinets painted. I got another quote from a painter, you know, what, it, <laughs> what are you well, saying? Well, one of our biggest things is, is our, you know, how long are you going to be at this house? Right. So that's Good one, one. Yeah. question we ask yeah. because if they're yeah. only going to be there for a year, okay. Why would you pay me? thousands of dollars more to refix we, we're giving out ends, we bro. call them we call them lifetime cabinets that's what we call them you got lifetime cabinets as long as you don't put a you're camera bold enough things, to tell a hundred percent lifetime hundred percent crazy so you go yeah. so the customer calls you hey i like my cabinets painted tell, go i'm your customer I want okay so when i walk in i i go real quick and i say this i go Listen, so we spell out the process of step-by-step step exactly what we're going to do to it when I send you out the invoice. Um, I'm just, I'm going to go through this. I go, I could go through here and explain our process just like all the other three people that are going to come in here, or I'm going to tell you what actually separates our company and our quality from the other guys. So let me take about two seconds, take a couple pictures real quick, and we'll get down to the nitty-gritty. You know what I mean? So I sit down with them, and then I just literally tell them the experience from when they called to after we leave, you know, cause wow. one thing I always say is, Hey, if we leave here at 4 PM, right. Cause lighting's different at 4 PM nighttime morning. Right. Um, we actually have 9,000 lumen lights. Um, we bring to onsite and we <laughs> have at there. So I make sure they're like perfect. Right. Um, and I actually guarantee our cabinets. For oh, you years. got a flashlight. I got 9,000 lumens. Yeah. Yes. That's why I do that. Cause I'm like, if I can make it look good in 9,000 lumens, there ain't no light. They're going to bust out. That's going to look bad. in. Goodness. So you walk them through the process because I think you're aware that this is the first time they've ever had this experience, right? It's still a new thing. People are and I finally... break down. One of the biggest right. things that I do to separate it though is I break down and I tell them there's levels to cabinet refinishing. If you want something that's gonna come out of an actual cabinet shop that's going to look like if you want your cabinets to look brand new that someone's not gonna know and they're gonna be durable you know, test well to them and everything, you know, hand oils, water, all that kind of stuff. Like we're your company. If you're just looking to throw paint on these, then I would definitely take the $2,500 yeah. uh, bid all day, you know, because we're yeah. guaranteeing our cabinets. We also keep paint. So like, you know, our customers for throughout three years, I even tell them, I mean, we're finishing, you know, one to three sets of cabinets every week. So our thing is, is, oh, if you have one door that like might need a little touch up, just drop it off at our shop. I have paint left over. As long as we have paint, we just respray it for them and we, you tell them to pick it back up from the shop, you know, yeah. and that's, and people love that, man. You know what I mean? Like, and how many people have we actually done that for? Maybe three this whole year. You know sure. what I mean? So it's just sure. sometimes things happen and they like that. Hey, I'm going to make this huge investment with this company. And if for some reason something happens, 
they're going to take care of it. And they trust me, you know, they trust me. Incredible. I mean, incredible what you've done at this point, man. And if you just stick with that and you continue to build the team with that culture, now you're employees, right? Yes. Oh, you're on my team. See, I'm an employee guy. I yes. believe in the long-term investment. Yes. Are you apprehensive to do subcontractors? Eh, I'm not. I'm thinking about actually subcontracting out for exteriors this season. No, um, I'm talking about cabinets, buddy. No, I would never do that. No, <laughs> I would never. I, I have a system that I can train. I mean, I've already trained two new sprayers this year. That never painted. Even, ne no, they never had, had sprayed a cabinet door. And now they're doing full-on sets of cabinets, guts, Incredible. everything like that. Two guys. I have one guy that had like seven years experience at a cabinet shop. He's actually my buddy. I've known him for 15 years. Um, we used to work. Funny story. We worked together. Separated. He came back. Said, I ain't trying to do all the business side. I said, well, come on, on buddy. Let's do this. Wow. You know I mean? that, man. Good. Good. Yeah. So you're nurturing. So in other words, like, you know, you have a lot of leverage in the market, man. You can pretty much create your own production. You know, you're really zeroing in on the sales process. I love cabinets because the competition is a lot thinner than it than for painting. I mean, it's just it's it's if you dial that process in what you're doing, I mean, it's mm -hmm. almost like a hidden gem, right? I mean, you're almost like treasure hunting every day, right? Oh um, yeah. So you know, going back to that process, I'm just fascinated with it. So you're you're doing mm -hmm. a good job of storytelling, and I think you know, whenever I do these, I kind of just want to give back to whoever's listening. Is like storytelling right. is so important because you can't you can't expect people to know what goes into this process. Cause they've never seen it. They can't touch it. They can't feel it. Now with right. the cabinet door, they can, they could see what the end result will look like, but we both know it's uncomfortable giving up your kitchen for a week. Right. Well, I don't take it for a week. So what we actually do is the process we do. I actually pick the door. So let's say, um, cause we do free color cons uh, consultations too, right? That comes, that's a nice, you know, yep. people love that too. Yep. Cause Should I tell people all the time, I go, if, if I paint your cabinets perfect, but you don't like the color, is that really a good job? Not no, really. I don't think so. That. You know, yeah. especially when you're the highest price. Trust me, it never works out. Okay. So, no. but our big thing is we started picking up the cabinet doors the week before we actually go into their house to do the bases, right? Because we spray all the bases. So I have the doors finished by the time my guys walk onto the job. Okay. That's different. Yes. Yes. So That's I pick them up a week before. And then all the guys have, I have two guys, uh, sometimes three, depending on how big the kitchen is. So they normally I think companies go in and they do the bases and at the same time they rip the cabinets down. Yeah, we don't do, we that. do that. It's way more, I mean, if you have enough employees to where you can have someone at the shop doing three sets of doors for the next two weeks and they're already done when you walk on there and all you have See, to worry about is pressing the That's the system that I thought would be most effective where you just have people in the shop cranking yes. out doors and you have people out in the field cranking out. Uh, yes. frames like that to me is efficiency like i don't know how i how i feel about okay this crew only works on their kitchen no no yeah that doesn't i don't like that no it works out better i mean we've tried it so we used to actually which is so crazy now that i think about it honestly we used to do it in three days man we used to take down the doors degrease them all sand them prime them and wow. paint them and wow. the bases in three days. Now we have four or five guys on these jobs, right? Yeah. But it's but that's, just that's way nice. easier and <laughs> yeah. less stressful for everyone because I'm everyone has a role. About, yeah. And right. I think about but my you career, have guys right? that just go do the frames. Yes. Yep. That's all they do. Frames. All they do is they mask off. All they do every single week, they mask off and then they do the frames. That's all they do. Wow. And then I got a guy who literally just stays in the shop and sprays. Do you doors. think they should be getting paid more than the people that do the doors? 
No way. The doors are the are the doors money are. makers, bro. hundred <laughs> percent. Because if if you got the frame looking pretty and you just put all the those prep doors is up, the prep is pretty intense for a kid. Yeah. Plus, there's more bondoing and things of that right. nature on the doors yeah. that have to be really like intricate and everything like that. Yeah. So like you know everything's so much. Um, you know you have such a finer line. Detail. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. This is a good system, man. I'm a big fan of it. And I'm I don't think I've, I knew you were doing it like that. It's awesome, dude. Well, we switched right. it. This is newer yeah. since we have more new. people. So good. Yeah. How many people do you have? Um, so we got eight guys in the field and then a secretary right now. Incredible. Incredible. And I had, and I had two guys last year, two guys last year. So that's a big jump, man. That's huge. Jump. And it really yeah. looks like from what you told me, it was just being exposed to other people doing what you want to do and being like, I could do this. Oh yeah. hundred you know, percent. Well, I just, I, my big thing was, is that like, what really gave me the confidence is once I was testing these products though, and I knew when I was going to sell them, yeah. right. And I was so confident in everything because I had hours, man. I knew how many hours the wood actually will warp before it takes my paint off, right? So I say that to the customer. I'm like, listen, you can dip my this. I'll keep that you keep the sample door. You can keep this in that water, and you'll see that wood warp before the actual paint will come off. You dug deep into the foundation of of this process, which not only gave you the confidence instead of speculating, which that's what a lot of people do. Well, what product should I use? What process? You just said, you know what? I'm going to just do this. I'm going to get every product out there. They probably all gave you free samples. Is that how you did it? Did you call them? Oh, I got Yeah, I got a lot. Yeah, I got a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. They probably all sent you a sample of it, right? And yep. then you you learned along the way, but what you did was you created this freaking locked in core memory that you can portray in your sales process because being yes. flashy is cool on, you know, in some cases, but dude, you know, these people really appreciate the technicality behind what you're doing. And, yeah, it and we, do a, we do a lot of, um, one other thing that I really try to do is educate when I go on these estimates. It's more about educating the customer because we fixed uh, 16 cabinet jobs last year, okay? So, you know, that's 16 people that invested X amount of dollars that had to pay our actual price, the higher price to come in and fix it. Right. So I tried to, I actually leave them with a sheet of paper about different um, brands of paint that are maintenance coatings and then other brands, even brands that I don't use that are, are things that I would want to see on my refinishing quote. Right. So I even give them information. So, Hey, even if you don't use us, if, if you're getting a quote and they have the, they're using these products, like at least, you know, they're going to be done the right way. Wow. I love it. I mean, yeah. if you were a customer, how much would you appreciate that? Oh, right? I appreciate it a ton. That's There's a lot of unknowns, it. you know. Now, yeah. are you are you negotiating? Now, yeah, and that's the one thing that that, that uh, I always leave a little bit of room for negotiation, right? I just do. I do it on every job, to be honest with you. I know my profit margins. I know my right. labor costs. Um, we don't pay for material, so that's another yeah. thing that people think is crazy. But it's going on your cabinet. Yeah, that's, that's the Michigan standard. You know, that is the Brad. Shout out to Brad. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys don't pay for materials up there. Teach Florida that. Yeah. Right. I know. No, we so don't. Wait, um, that's freaking weird. I'm sorry. I just can't imagine. Right. I just can't imagine giving a massive labor price and then being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to send you a bill for the uh, materials on this." Well, we used uh, so much paint. We're on tier one pricing right now. So, like, if you actually look, like, and I sent him a screenshot just to show him, right. like, the actual so price. You do is that like for your exterior and interior painting as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, if enough people do it, it becomes normal. Well, I mean, some people. I'll be real with you. Like, my one buddy runs a masonry company. He's the one that I'm partnering up with uh, Elite Stone with, or whatever. And uh, I was he, yeah, he thinks that's crazy. He's like, bro, I don't know how you do that. I'm very don't pick it up, I, do they? You guys still pick it up for no, them? No, we pick it up. We give them our discount. They got a paint our, too? 
Yeah, no, they don't have to do that. We do pretty much everything else. But what we do is uh, we show them like the difference, like because like we're at tier one prices. So like a normal can of their primers, like one hundred and twenty dollars a gallon. I get it for around eighty six dollars a gallon. You know what I mean? So I show them they're saving almost forty dollars a gallon. Yeah, but from what's interesting else. about that though, and I have to challenge that, is because that reminds me of like the flooring business because I do own a little bit of a flooring in, like uh, mm -hmm. division, um, mm -hmm. and we don't charge for materials because it's so it ranges, right? Like the, the thing about flooring is, you know, it could go from a dollar a square to $6 a square. And for us to sell the job, we can't depend on that variable to close the deal. And right. that's what a lot of remodelers do. They'll say, okay, well, this is your price. And then we'll give you allowances or we'll come up with some sort of way to get a commitment. And then there's this variable in pricing, but the painting industry works this way because Generally speaking, the pricing is consistent. It's either $35 a gallon or you're not going to go above that. You just need to know how much you're going to use. So right. in other words, like you're kind of, are you just kind of like, like, I'm just curious how you're going about that because I use the paint in my pricing to make up for a lot of the, the profit that's, you know, you do at, you do tack on markup on that paint. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I don't do you're, that. What you're doing is you're just, you're just doubling up on the labor right like that's it's the same thing yeah it's really what i'm just doing is that i'm i know what it takes for us to do the quality of work that we do and the products we need to instill my guarantees right um and i'm not willing and it even says that on the paper i'm not willing to um you know use a cheaper product to give them right. a better price for a worse outcome i'm just not willing to do that right. um and i just truly believe like i said because i don't get to take home the paint the paint stays on the cabinets. They get the little bit of leftover that they get. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much how I Your go paint. about it. Yeah. 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 Nice, dude. And that hasn't – and now, did you just start doing that after you heard Brad was doing it? No, I've been doing that the whole time. Even when Brad, I did side jobs, I did that. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's good, man. So you've practiced that in a, in a sense. But doesn't that give them – I would say, doesn't that open up the door for them to question your labor price? Because that's all you're charging. Do you ever get people to uh, question your labor no price? No one's ever questioned my labor price. And the reason is, is because I don't really think anybody's presenting the way that I am, to be honest with you. Um, I bet you if I went and did my sales process and, and you know, didn't have all these systems and things, because we have a checks and balances system set up um, for our crew leaders. And each job that we have is a custom project plan for each project. So, and it's, it's numbered. Okay. And each person, so that he might send the project manager, let's say we're at, we got Josh's crew. He might send Dan to do one through seven. He might send Craig to do eight through 12. Well, once they get each of those done, they cross them out. And at the end of each day, he signs off on that. And then I usually will stop out at the job every other day, every two days, just to see how it's going. Yeah. And then I actually sign off on that as well. So we have things in set up to give them to make sure that they're going to get exactly what they want. That's the thing. Yeah. Plus, we don't get paid until we they're they're totally a hundred percent satisfied. You collect so like the deposit. Well. We don't take any deposit. Wow. So have you had anyone cancel on you? Um, we've had one cancellation in the past two years. Nice. Yeah. Usually, yeah. you know, you kind of put a hedge against cancellations with a small deposit, a little skin in the mm -hmm. game, but it hasn't happened to you. It's good, man. No, so, it's been good. And I know that eventually once we get bigger, I'll probably have to start taking smaller. I mean, because we're doing like three or four projects, sometimes five projects yeah, in a you week need, now. Well, I just tell know? people that like the deposits really give me some confidence in your in, in our schedule. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's small. It'll be probably something small, like hey, just a two hundred dollar, you know, something here, yeah. two hundred there, you know, that's about it. Interesting. So tell me about this stone thing. What are you doing? 
So uh, Guys, we're starting, throwing up stone on fireplaces now. Yes, we're doing stone fireplaces. It's kind of a cool thing that people do around our area. Uh, my best friend, his name's Lewis. He uh, owns a masonry company. And yeah. what happens for masonry companies, they slow down in the winter. So we kind of brought this, um, you know, you know, I brought this to his attention. I'm pretty good at marketing my company. And I think I have a good grasp on that, getting leads, obtaining leads. So we worked out something to where he has his crews. He's got all the material, everything like that, um, all the equipment that's needed. Um, and basically all I do is feed him leads, send him out. He's a salesman. He goes and sells the jobs and I make a percentage based off of it. Is he getting any of your customers on the cabinet side? Um, no. You're not looking at the fireplace during a cabinet estimate? Being no, like, now we are. Now we okay. are. But like, so we, that's how we sold our first three jobs. So our third, first three jobs is I had, we had done cabinet, some interior work for a couple of individuals. And I just, I looked is at he doing, Is he doing your countertops too or no? No, he doesn't do our countertops. We got another guy um, that we use for countertops as you well. You almost have um, to do countertops if you're going to be a cabinet refinishing company, See, right? so we have a tile backsplash. We have a floor guy. Um, but the thing that we do is we actually don't, for like our kitchens, we just say, hey, pay us for our, um, our kitchen cabinets. And we actually just set them up with these guys and coordinate together to give everybody work. Like I don't make money off of their tile. I don't make money off their countertops. Cause I'm already highest like price in cabinets, you know, like so it's like, just, just yeah. let me make what I want to make because some people want all that. They say, Oh, you got, you can do the floors, the countertops, the backsplash and the cabinets. And it makes them take our price. So I'm like, yeah, we can get all that done for you. I like that. That's good, man. That's good. Good, good business, bro. Doing yeah. well. What's yeah. uh, you know, in terms of uh, next steps for you, man, like you, you're kind of man, like you're just one of those people that, I mean, you're, I mean, you're at 750 K. I know mm -hmm. you want to hit that that mill you know yeah. first time yeah you. I was, you man i was really trying to hit that man <laughs> that mill this year man but i was like trying to get it in and because i i first heard year, like, yeah, yeah so i mean i can't be too mad but i really think i'll be able to double my revenue by next year um one of my big goals for um in this off season is getting together a exterior crew i actually turned down 62 exterior jobs last year wow that's your million. <laughs> That's right. So if I can, if well, I you can were, have you one were hyper crew, focus, right? You were just zeroing in on, uh, you know, the cabinets. It looks like was your bread and butter, and then obviously you're probably taking some interior work along that, right? Well, it used to be because we had such a small crew. I was finding just jobs for one crew, right? Well, then once we started getting more guys, it was starting to find. I split up these crews, you know, two man, three man, three man. You get what I'm saying? So now I had to, you know, kind of re figure everything out. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot easier to get jobs for, okay, I got four guys on this job. It's just easier to do it. You know what I mean? Right. So right. what I did was when I kind of reformulated all of um, like that equation and everything like that, um, that's kind of when I dialed all that stuff in. And uh, I was really just trying to get everybody because um, I've been training a lot more. So I, I've made SOPs, but I've also been training them on the SOPs, right? So especially these new guys, I want them doing everything the elite way, not the way that they want to, um, because we get great results on the elite way. So um, that was one of my big hyper focuses during the summer as well, um, was doing that. Plus, I was training two other individuals to start spraying. So this year is really going to be focused. I got that set in stone. If I bring on someone for interior, I have people to train them right in our systems. I have someone to train any cabinet refinisher in our systems. So now I'm going to lock down an exterior crew because uh, we, we can get, we have tons of work for that as well in Michigan. Dude, what's going on here? Are you going to be yeah. running? Are you going to be running the show soon? I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a couple trying, things before, 
couple of things, man, real quick. Um, you know, you, you talked about humble beginnings. I talked to a lot of people on this podcast. I don't know. Have you ever listened to my podcast? Oh yeah. I was, I, this was one, when I first actually, um, like the painting contractors page posted, right. This, this, uh, ask a painter live. Um, I used to watch a lot of, um, the Idaho painter and, and stuff too. Like all of these things are what really like got my juices flowing. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I was like, cause there's a lot of things that I was thinking, right. But right. I just needed to hear it from other people. Like, Oh no, like th that's right. What you're thinking. And he's already yeah. doing it or he's already doing this. Right. So those are things that like, these really helped me like these podcasts and stuff like that. Cause when I was in the union, I used to listen to, that's what I did. Cause I didn't have to think about painting. I would just listen to podcasts. Tony Robbins was a big guy that I listened to. Yeah. Gary V was a big guy. Yeah. I listened feeding, to. feeding the mind. Love it. Yes. Yeah, well, mind. the reason so I asked really you this is, is, you know, you mentioned like, you know, humble beginnings on a personal level. I know that that was there, but I, you know, I do a lot of the business breakthroughs with a lot of people that are in this, like I call it the in-between phase. It's like they're in between mm -hmm. when they first started their business and they just never turn the corner, man. Like it's just, they're still in that limbo of like, you know, and it's like, dude, you sound to me like you just fired out of a cannon, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yes. and it's like, bro, that is what is required. And it's like, you know what? There, you fired out of a cannon, you sought out the information, you did the research, you went through the process, a bunch of stuff was all over the place, but you learned, you picked up the pieces and you refined and, and it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, what do you say to those people that I can't find good help? I can't, you know, find customers. I can't, you know, do this. My business is going to fail. Like, what can you just like give me a little bit of like some of the sauce the, here to help? The biggest sauce that I'd say is that like one of the biggest thing, like it takes money to make money, man. And uh, one thing is like when I first went into this, I was like, trying to nickel, you know, oh, I'll, I'll throw 250, I'll, I'll do $20 a day on this Facebook advertisement. Right. And I'll do this. Well, what you realize is that you don't get good results like that. Right. So you really just have to kind of, it's scary. Cause like, you're like, okay, I don't have any you know, revenue. I might only have $5,000 to start this company with, let's say. Right. Well, if I would have been smart, it would have been smart for me to just throw $3,000 of that right away into advertising. Okay. Because the thing is, is like the advertisement is going, cause you're not a brand yet. Right. But you have to get yourself out there. So when people reviews advertisement was huge, but I would say is like, there's going to be days where you feel super confident about this. Right. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm, a, I'm on a road to make millions, blah, blah. And then there's going to be days where you just want to go get a sales job and make, you know, 3,500 a week. Okay. Yeah, but the big thing is, is that <laughs> it, it is a grind, man. And you got to figure it out. Like I'm big family guys. So like I work, I try to work like two people while I'm at work. You know, I try to do put in, you know, if it's eight hours, I'm trying to put in six. I was my, I was going to segue into this. Cause Nick, you are the freaking ultimate family guy. He comes Thank up to me at friend. the expo and he's like, yeah, I have five kids. I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so, and then as I follow your story on Facebook, man, you're a family first type guy. And, uh, dude, you're everywhere. You're in SmackDown where you were Jake, were you Jake Paul? You no, there? I was. Uh, we're, I, no, I go everywhere. We go to a lot of Pistons games. Dude, you guys kids. are freaking yeah. everywhere, man, and I love it, man, because that's it's impactful, and it's like this is somebody that's living the dream. You know, you build and you work so hard to be able to do this for your family. How do you find the balance, bro? And and can you tell me what the impact has been on your family in the last year overall? Um, tell me what that's been. 
so like it's obviously it's crazy i mean for real because i'm making more like i know I'm, the business is doing well everything's going so great but my big thing was one of the biggest uh cornerstones when i was getting my own company was because i used to work and then i used to work after work so i'd you know be gone and i'd be tired by the time i got home every day you know what i mean i play with my family you know as much energy as i had but my big thing was I, no matter what I'm going to get where I want to be, but I'm not going to take to sacrifice my family to do it. I'm just not, I don't care. Like it's not a, it's not a, a choice. So what I do is like, I work like I'm, you know, if I'm putting in eight, I'm actually putting in 16 to a normal guy, you know, an hour, I do a bunch of stuff. I structure, I time block my days. Like I don't just go and go, I'm going to do this, this, and this. No, I literally know each hour what task I'm getting done. And then when I get home, I literally, I don't even bring my, my work phone home. I don't bring my iPad home, nothing. I just basically sit there and hang out. Now, when my kids go to sleep though, um, that's when, you know, I spend some time with my wife. Once she falls asleep, I usually put in another like two hours um, of just like content creation, um, like just building a bunch of, you know, like it just depends on what I'm trying to do, building SOPs, stuff like that. Um, and I'm willing to put in that work and I'm willing to do that so that I can spend time and my kids will never say like, oh, you know, my dad got a bunch of stuff, but he did, you know, he wasn't there. You know, I'm just not willing to put, to have yeah. that happen. Yeah, I love the forward thinking, man, and, and making them a priority. And you got to put in that extra time, man. You know, yes. me too. at nighttime, like if you're not doing that, because what's, what's interesting is, is you need that time to reflect on the day that happened. You yes. know, like you can't go through a whole day of craziness. And then, you know, so I like that because I'm the same way at nighttime. It's two hours usually at night, night, you know. Yep, like night, night. Yeah. And in the morning, too, I do a lot of that stuff. Right. Too. So like I usually get up a little bit earlier. Um, I do a lot of like, I'm big on prayer. I pray every morning. I pray, I pray with my kids when I take them to school. Um, I, I just really, really believe in that. Plus, uh, structuring Love out, it. like, you know, getting everything together for the day. You know, uh, we have purple folders we give out to our guys with the work orders, the pictures, shout out drip jobs. Those new work detail, uh, work orders are hey, you like those? Yes, I help? do like those. Oh, <laughs> it is great. The pictures are great with them. Wait because, till you know, I, wait till come, wait till we let release the company cam integration, bro. Yeah, it's I crazy. have company cam too, so I'm super hyped about it. It's, dude, lie. it's one click, boom, all the pictures in one shot in seconds. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah, so right. so I really, I really a firm believer on those kind of things though, but yeah. I'll just be real with you. The biggest thing that I can tell you guys is like, if you want to be big and you want to do it fast and you want to try and, you know, be like these guys that you see and stuff like that, you got to grind, dude. It's a Well, grind. you said one of your things was, you know, it takes money to make money, but like, you know, do you remember your mindset about money when you were an employee? And then was there a shift that had to occur? Oh, 100%. You, you have owner? to make that shift. Because you, you remember, would to. you make 800 bucks a week? And then yeah. you're spending that on an ad? And it's yeah. like, whoa, I can't. It almost feels, Do you ever? did you ever feel guilty? Listen, man, I'm going to be real with you. I had never spent, I remember when we when I hired the marketing company and I, because I do math, I'm a big math guy. So I'm like, okay, $1,500 a month for 12 months. That's like my sal more than my salary was. Okay. Wow. So I'm like, think like that. But what you have to realize is that it's ROI. Worry about ROI. So if that 1500, right, accumulates you to $80,000 worth of work that month, that's where you have to train yourself wow. to look at it. Cause I spent, I spent a thousand dollars on direct mail. Okay. And this was like the uh, worst that I've had it. I think I got three leads from it, but I closed 14 grand from it. Okay. So am I going to be, Am I going to be mad about the three leads I got from it? Yep. Or am I going to be happy about the 14 grand? Great that I investment. Made off it? You Great see what I'm investment. saying? If you look so at you that. You got to like shift your thoughts. It's a 1400% return. Exactly.
you know? So, yeah, I mean, you're checking all the boxes of success, man. I think everything that I – this is to the listeners. Everything I've ever talked about, just listen to Nick because he's doing it all. Um, And, bro, you're an inspiration. That's why I brought you on here. Humble beginnings. Like, you know, it's like – you know, you ever ever think like when one of the homies makes it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's how I consider everybody. Like you, Eric, Brad, um, like all the guys that I've met through this, man, you know, the one thing is is it's like – I'm just so happy because I see everybody doing well. And I just literally am one thing about me, man, is I'm so happy, you know, when other people are being successful. And I think that that has a lot to do with, if you do good in this world, you get good back. If you honestly, like me and Brad are in the same neck of the woods, bro. He could ask me for anything and I'd send it his way. Like, Hey, how'd this work out for you? Great. And I send it his way. Cause I just really don't feel like I'm in competition with anybody. I feel like the only person I'm in competition is with myself and how, how I want to build this company and, and that it's all on me. And when you take full ownership of that, it makes life a whole lot easier. It's a lot easier to blame people for things. But when you look at something like, okay, well, maybe he didn't do that right because I didn't spell it out right and train him good enough on that SOP that I had it written down on, right? So, I mean, if it's a repeat offender, that's a different story. But in the same sense, it's a lot easier to handle things that way than necessarily to blame everybody. You don't get anywhere by blaming anybody. If you take ownership and you just, you know, work harder, you you get to where you want to be. Love it, man. Love it. That, that. Sounds like servant leadership. Do you ever, you ever, rec- you ever align with that? Um, I really consider, so I had really a lot of bad bosses. So I really try to be a great leader. That is one of my biggest things and try to set my guys up for nothing but success. Um, I try to set them up where everything's so easy to where even if they do something wrong, they're like, nah, dude, I know like that was my yeah, bad. Yeah. You know let, what me, I mean? let me, let me make also a point that was stood out to me. You posted on Facebook. Nick's a great friend to add on Facebook. You get a lot of great content. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you posted something the other day about one of your employees. He was, uh, I think, maybe needed a place to live, and and, yes. and you made it your business to source out to your friend group to find somebody to help this guy. What, what was that about? So uh, he moved from Arizona. He uh, seen me on the painting contractors page. Uh, he called me. We had a couple different calls. Came out here, had an interview. Great dude. I mean, he's a great dude, man. He's a great worker. Just a good dude. Um, when I tell him, so I mean, he's never had an attitude on anything I ever told him. Um, but yeah, he got into a little, uh, he came out here to move with his girl that didn't work out so much and, uh, he needed some and, and shout out, I got him a place to stay. He's going to be nice. in somewhere, um, with him and his kid, yeah. um, by Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be, they'll have a nice Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, I take pride in that, man. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, I look out for my employees, you know, I didn't yeah. have people that did that for me. And as long as they're looking out for me, um, I think that that's part of being a business owner is, yeah. um, you know, putting yourself like I always pray for God to put me in a position to help other people. What would I be like if he put me in a position to help other people and I didn't do that? Amen, bro. You know, you know, it's interesting. This is like a kind of like one of those things, you know, if I make my business, you know, if I make your business, my business, make my business, your business, you know? Yes. Um, and that's kind of like what what you're doing. You know, you're making their personal situations. You're in a position to help. And that is one of the, I honestly think it's the best part of business is just being, being in a position to help those that come to work for us each day. We're people too, just like they are. Um, awesome, man. Inspirational. Dude, thanks so much. Ton of value. Hey, as I knew. Thank it would you be so much for having me on. Why here, I recruited man. you here. You know, yes. thanks for giving me uh, your all here. I could tell. And uh, it means a lot. All right, man. Well, if you get flooded with messages, it's, you know, it, it, you know, you got probably got a lot of people are going to want to hear some more about your story. So how can they Absolutely. find you, man? What's the Instagram? Uh, so, uh, we got, uh, the Instagram handle is elite paint reno, um, at elite paint reno. So you can find us there. TikTok, elite paint reno as well. 
Uh, you gonna be doing some dancing? Well, actually, what's funny is I just hired, I just got in contact with a company. They're coming. We're doing two full days of content building for TikTok. There you go. Um, Cause, dude, I tried TikTok. I'm be real with you. It's over my head, bro. I couldn't yes. get it. So, shout out to the people that are doing their own content on TikTok. Good for you. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, get that. Let someone else do that for me. Um, but yeah, I'll be big on TikTok here soon. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Facebook page is where you'll see a lot of our stuff, though. Elite. Um, it's uh, at Elite PND. Um, Facebook slash Elite PND. Check us out. We do a lot of. Uh, post a lot of content, a lot of videos, um, walkthrough videos and stuff like that. So if you're interested in our company and want to learn more, definitely check us out on there. Love it. Nick, you're the man, bro. We'll catch you next time. Later, Tanner. All right.